Welcome to 24 Karis. I'm Kelly Johnson, founder and CEO of Karis by KJE. Welcome to a new series where we will be talking about mental health awareness, its correlation and um, just connection to diversity, equity, and inclusion. You're in for a treat with my guest for this series. Um, Brittany Cannon is a licensed professional counselor with um, just many years of experience in a variety of roles, um, direct care, seeing clients one-on-one, also working on a corporate level with employee assistance programs, and now in a director of learning uh, role within mental health space. So Brittany, welcome to 24 Cares. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. I'm so glad you're here. Um, and just caveat, Brittany and I go way back. So <laughs> if we cut up for this, you we know, do. just go ahead we and do. roll with it. <laughs> right. Um, but I will say that you and I have had conversations about this just even yeah. privately, um, in particular during um, the pandemic and when George Floyd occurred. Mm-hmm. I know you and I had some really serious and important conversations. So I appreciate that within your profession, you have also made space to really take the time to understand and, mm-hmm. and, and express how important um, DEI is to mental health. But maybe for those who don't see the correlation and connection, mm-hmm. maybe talk about how in the world does mental health and even DEI kind of go in the same conversation? Absolutely. I think that, you know, when we engage in the workplace, um, I think as a black female professionally, one of the first things I do is look around and see who looks like me. Um, And so, and I think that has a big impact on how we feel that we connect, right? Or or fit in um, and with our employer, right? And in our careers. Um, And so, and I think it's very important to have that diversity piece, but not feeling like you're just that number, right? You're just checking a box. And so um, it does definitely have a huge impact on mental health when you don't see anyone that looks like you, you can't identify with people in the workplace um, on that level because we know that diversity is many things, right? It's just, it's not our outward appearance. It's, you know, it's, it's being a mom in the workforce. It's being, you know, older in the workforce. And so there's so many aspects of it. Um, and I think those layers make us feel comfortable, right? And they make us feel like we're wanted and we're an important part of the with the workforce that we work in. Um, and so when I think with mental health, when those things are absent, right, it makes us it makes us feel reserved. Um, it makes us not feel as comfortable. How do I engage with others? Will this be seen a certain way? Um, do I have to be the token this? Right. Um, and so that's a that's a heavy stressor for individuals to not feel like they have any identifiers or connectors. Um, any anyone that's parallel to them in the workplace. I love how you describe that diversity is about layers, mm-hmm. layers of our identity, layers of who we are as a person or a human. Um, and I think just the importance of being able to connect with people that we either have something in common with, or even if someone has a different background, but feeling maybe safe and okay sure. to, I can still be authentic, you can still be authentic, and we can still have a great working relationship, or we can even have, you know, uh, heaven forbid, fun right. at work, right? <laughs> right, sure. Um, but maybe talk a little bit about, like, and in particular, I know you have worked in sort of the EAP, Employer mm-hmm. Assistance Program mm-hmm. space. Like, hopefully you can share this on a trend 
theme, mm -hmm. thematic level, but what are some ways that you have seen kind of diversity, inclusion, or lack thereof? Like, how does that actually play out mm -hmm. um, in the workplace? Um, how how are people affected by when that inclusion or that lack of repre representation exists? Sure. And I think it's an aspect that's really difficult for employers. There's this fine line of not wanting to offend and including, right, and being open to all. So there's so many aspects to consider. So it can be difficult for employers. But I think that when we don't identify or we feel that we're not supported in that environment, we spend a lot of our time working, right? And it's a huge part of our lives, right? It's our livelihood, right? Everyone needs their check, um, their paycheck. Um, most people aren't working just for fun. And so to feel that lack of value, it's, it's a heavy weight um, on employees. And, it, and I think it leads to faster burnout. Um, it leads to carryover, you know, from that blurring of work-life balance. Um, and a lot of people are struggling to figure that out. Um, and I think even with the pandemic, right, and the things that we've seen, yeah, we're, you know, a few years removed from the pandemic, but that definitely blurred a line for people between work and home because a lot of people were home, right? And and then now you're finding this piece where I can do it from home, but maybe my employer won't allow me to do it from home and then expecting more, right? And so, and I think it leads to a lot of burnout um, and a lot of, when you're when the burnout is there, employees don't do well mm. at work. They don't perform well. Um, and so I think that you hear it a lot, <clears throat> um, especially with work stuff, right? And, and EAP, and it's, EAP is an interesting balance because usually your employer is paying for the EAP um, <laughs> benefit, right? Um, and so if you're calling certain people through the EAP benefit, there's, there's limits to what can be discussed. Um, and so I really do encourage individuals if they're finding, you know, they're overwhelmed by work. If you find that as you're driving into work closer to work, you get headaches, you know, the um, stress, the fever, you know, the pains, um, those kinds of things. If you're finding those symptoms, if you're dreading going to work, um, I would definitely, you know, really check in with yourself to see, is it work? Is it you? Is it the combination of things? Is it, you know, home life? What is the, what is the deeper issue? Um, and so, and I really definitely encourage the exploration of that yeah. as well. I, I appreciate what you're saying that um, when things aren't right, mm -hmm. whatever that is, mm -hmm. um, when, I, when I maybe don't feel valued or seen mm -hmm. or appreciated, plus, plus, right. you know, the things that I might be dealing with at home. Um, mm -hmm. you, you described it as a heavy weight mm -hmm. to carry. And I, I can personally relate to that. Um, I just wonder, what are your thoughts on, like, what can organizations do to kind of raise awareness, first mm -hmm. of all, about mental health, its mm -hmm. significance, and then just it, even kind of taking it a step further, like the self-care? Sure, sure. I say, I'm, I'm gonna answer the self-care part first. Yeah. Encourage your staff to take their vacations, their PTO, um, have a PTO that um, option that is valid, right? Not, you know, a week's worth of vacation for your sick time and everything, um, because then employees are trying to stretch it out, right? Individuals are trying to stretch it out and feel that they can't take um, that time. 
Um, and that is a benefit for employees. And so and I, I, I really encourage employers to encourage their staff to take that time, you know, especially as supervisors or managers, if you're seeing your staff is not taking it, you know, hey, you've, you haven't taken any PTO when we're halfway through the year. You know, is there, is there some time off that you would like to get scheduled? Um, things of that nature. I also think it's opening conversations, right? To be able to say, hey, maybe this week or for the next two weeks I have these things going on. Is it possible that I can adjust my work schedule so that I'm not so stressed trying to fit in this eight to five, nine to five schedule that doesn't really work, right? Um, and a lot of those schedules tend to be arbitrary for employees because they're not necessarily dealing with international people or um, people in different time zones. It's local. And so that that option could be something that, you know, could be an option to explore as they as they need to balance work and life, home life. Um, but I just think having conversations, allowing, um, you know, employees when they take the time to not push back on them. Oh, well, we're going to need this. This big project is coming up, you know, encourage and appreciate that they're taking it right and respond in that way. That doesn't make them feel that they're being penalized for taking it. Yeah. Um, that's oh, huge. No, that's huge. I was going to say something that we try to practice here, and I've had some leaders who've done this for me, some not so much, mm -hmm. but I know with our team, we try to, if someone is taking PTO um, or if they're not feeling well, like really take it. Right. Because there's one thing to take the time off, mm -hmm. and I'm guilty, um, <laughs> but if you're still on, on, yeah, if you're still checking and responding to emails yeah. or mm -hmm. Teams messages right mm -hmm. away, Mm -hmm. You're not really taking the time taking off. The time. And so I think as leaders, you know, we have a responsibility to say, hey, um, I noticed the last few nights you've been sending emails really late sure. to me. Mm -hmm. Like, what are you doing to get rest? Mm -hmm. Like making sure that you are, to the degree you can, modeling the behavior Absolutely. of self-care. Absolutely. Don't please don't turn this into a, a therapy session because I okay I, I, okay I'm, I'm, I'm self accountability here I understand um, but also just say you know kind of as an example I set a timer mm -hmm. so I might type the email late at sure. night at a time that really no one should be working sure. but I schedule send it exactly I so that my team member doesn't get it until mm -hmm. like normal work hours right. and so I think as leaders um, even as co-workers if you're not in a, a leadership role but you see a teammate kind of like looking really tired sure. like I think everybody has a role when it comes to inclusion we all have a responsibility to to try to help care for other people Absolutely. so anything you want to add to that Absolutely, I, I do I think it's you know noticing people um, because I think just asking someone hey you okay today goes a long way right if you see something different if you see something out of the norm checking in you know I know you talked about your mom last week being sick how's she doing is she feeling better you know those kinds of things um, and and I think that is developed through a connection with people yeah. just genuinely caring about people and what they're going through their needs are and getting to know them and I think when that happens organically, it feels really good to an individual when, oh, you remembered, you mm -hmm. know, and it and adds a, that little bit of brightness to their day to know someone cares. Yeah. I know um, Cigna did this study a few years ago. So the data or the, the study's a little old, but I think the insights 
were so poignant to me, which mm -hmm. was around loneliness mm -hmm. in yes. the workplace. Yes. And um, this was pre-pandemic. Mm -hmm. So I think I actually appreciate and like that it's an old study sure. because it shows before right. the pandemic, we had sure. issues. That was definitely an issue. Mm -hmm. So talk a little bit about maybe the impact of loneliness, mm -hmm. because that may not seem like a DEI issue mm -hmm. if you just talk about loneliness. Sure. But can you maybe speak to just how um, either diversity and inclusion or a focus on it can, can address clearly an issue that we had long before the last few years? Yeah. And actually, I remember that study from Cigna and the loneliness and the impact, right, because it impacts your work. Um, and your performance at work. And, and so when I think DEI helps to really, if you help to celebrate those, those differences, um, because that's how we connect is through our differences, honestly. Um, we don't want a workforce that everyone has the same exact thoughts, right? Because we, we don't get any creativity, we don't get any new insight. Um, and so making sure that, I think the diversity inclusion piece, it's more inclusion, right? Um, you know, setting these maybe work groups for people that won't really step out, right? They're more the introvert, they're the shyer type. And so how do we get them engaged, right? Um, how do we, sometimes it's a book club at work. Sometimes it's, you know, um, we're gonna sponsor things in the break room at a certain time so people come in there and have these conversations, not just grab and go. Um, and so in being very intentional about what you do for your employees and how to bring them in. Yeah. Right. Um, and I know we don't want to really bother anyone and we want people to get back to work and produce. But I do think it's important to have set times for engagement. Right. So you can just maybe you're sitting next to someone and they just start chatting. Yeah. And then you develop a work relationship. And, and, and I do think people tend to keep work and home very separate. Um, I have great work friends, but we don't do anything outside of work per se. Um, and so, you know, that there is a tight bond. And when you see other people forming those bonds, but you're on the outside of that, it's it can be, you know, that create that loneliness and depression. And then, and in turn, it reduces the productivity, yeah. right? Or job satisfaction. And maybe it's not the role, but it's the loneliness within the organization. Yeah. Um, and so how you're engaging and touching with people is important. Yeah, I think as we get ready to wrap up a story that's come into mind is a group of people that I worked with probably almost 18 years ago, mm -hmm. potentially. Um, we happen to be all women, um, this particular team, and uh, we still get together once every few years yeah. for dinner. Yeah. Um, and of course, there's been a few years because of the pandemic and everything sure. that we haven't done that, but we're getting together for dinner this month. Yeah. Um, and, and we haven't worked together in a very, very, very long time, but I do think it speaks to just the power of relationships. Absolutely. Um, we, were, we were diverse, and sure. kind of 18 years ago, that DEI wasn't as like popular, mm -hmm. commonplace, um, but I think about just the backgrounds of the women um, that were on that team and we all became mothers Absolutely. through that time period yeah. that we worked together and we were we were laughing in our mm -hmm. text chat uh, or text change that yeah we that is a part of our connection Absolutely. Um, motherhood even though we came from different backgrounds our mm -hmm. careers all went in completely different directions right. after we left the organization sure. but I do think it speaks to like 
how inclusion in particular can really help combat that um, that loneliness, but also the burnout. And just, I think one takeaway I would just maybe leave is that the impact goes beyond the time that you work with people. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. And I think sometimes we, we lose sight of that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and we all have those work friends, right? Um, maybe we'll text about, you know, can you believe this project? Why is this a meeting, you know, and, and those things. But then there's also those deeper connections, you know. Um, I have a coworker that um, after many miscarriages mm -hmm. found out she was pregnant, you know, and just that joy that you felt, that I felt for her, um, and the connection. We don't work any, together any longer, but you know, there's still the conversation about family and life and, and connection. So I think we all need that, right? We all need to see people that we can relate to. And that doesn't mean that they have to look like us, sound like us, have the same beliefs, but there has to be some, some piece that we can connect to. Yeah, yeah. Okay, this has been a really good start to this conversation about mental health and its yeah. connection to DEI. Thank you. Absolutely. I know you're going to come back so we yes. can keep this conversation going. Um, this has been another episode of 24 Karis, uh, where we help you live out your commitment to diversity, equity, and inclusion 24-7. Um, make sure that you subscribe to this um, channel, share this episode. Um, this one gesture could really make a difference in someone's life and in their, in their well-being. So until next time, we'll see you soon.